Do you feel totally disconnected from your teens? Do you feel like they'd rather do just about anything than carry on a conversation with you? Do they shut down the minute you open your mouth, roll their eyes, ignore you, make you feel like an idiot? Do you hear all this stuff about connecting with your teens and think, that's all great, but how do I actually do that when they won't even respond to me? Well, I'm going to tell you. Stay with me. This is Speaking of Teens, the podcast that helps parents who are struggling to find peace and connection with their teens. My name is Ann Coleman. I'm an attorney turned parent educator and a mom who's been there. And I'm on a mission to help you build a stronger relationship and decrease the conflict with your kid so you can help them grow into the young adult they're meant to be. Today's episode is the first of a series on connection, what it means, why you need it, how you do it. It doesn't get any more important than connection when talking about your teens. So today I'm going to be very brief. I'll tell you in a minute just why that is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what connection really is and why you need it, and then one quick tip on how to go about it. Allie Payne and I talked about connection in Tuesday's episode, and we mentioned that we know parents are probably tired of hearing about how you need to connect to your teens. But as Allie pointed out, you probably think you understand what connection is. But if you were raised the same way most of us were, more authoritarian, more controlling and punishing, do as I say sort of parenting, you actually may not understand what connection is or what it feels like. And that may be keeping you from having the best relationship with your teen. So you can think of connection as sort of the ingredient that keeps your teen safe and mentally healthy. It's the foundation of your relationship. The stronger your connection, the safer they'll feel with you. And the safer they feel with you, the more they'll trust you. And the greater that trust, the more they'll share with you about their lives. And you need them to share. You need to know when they need your help or advice or are worried or afraid about something. You want them coming to you for advice and input, or at least to imagine what you might say or want them to do in that moment. And if you don't have this connection, they don't have this feeling of safety and trust, they won't care what you think. They won't ask your opinion and they won't want to do the things that are aligned with your values. In short, No connection means you're shut out. You have no influence with them. They'll be both physically and emotionally separated from you. Let me just give you a scenario. A group of teens decides to go to a concert an hour away from home on a Friday night. And of course, they don't tell you. Two of those teens are your daughter and her best friend. You and your daughter have not been doing well at all. You've become very disconnected. Lots of consequences being doled out, a lot of defiance and lying, and a lot of putting your foot down and threatening and lecturing. So they go to this concert and things get out of hand fast. Someone brought a handle of vodka and they were passing it around in the car on the way to the concert. And by the time they got there, all of them were wasted, except the driver, who then started popping weed-infused gummies in the parking lot. Now everybody's out of it. Your daughter's getting really nervous. She's not feeling so well. 
There are several older guys there trying to get her to go party. She keeps getting separated from her best friend. And all she can hear in her head is, if I find out you've been drinking again or using drugs, you'll no longer have a phone and forget about going anywhere for months. So she knows there's no way she can let you find out, much less call you for help. So she decides to hang tough, and if the driver's not okay to drive her back home, she'll see if she can catch a ride with one of these new dudes that she just met there. But if you and your daughter have a strong connection, where she felt safe to come to you no matter what, where she could confide in you and trust you to be on her side, even if you had to correct her behavior after the fact, she could call you when she knew she'd gotten in over her head, knowing you wouldn't lecture, shame, or punish her, but would help her figure out how to avoid this situation next time, how to live up to her own values and make better decisions. So connection is not some pie-in-the-sky concept that parenting experts like to throw around because it makes them sound smart. It's real, and it's critical for you and your teen. If they don't feel connected to you, then you'll have no influence in their life whatsoever. You can issue consequence after consequence. You can lecture and yell and plead and cry, and it will all be for nothing. If they don't feel like you're their safe place, if they don't know that you're going to always listen to them and hear them out and assume that they're telling the truth, then there is no connection Why would they ever want to ask themselves, what would mom or dad do or what would they want me to do if you don't believe in them, if you don't support who they are and who they want to be, if you don't obviously enjoy and relish who they are rather than trying to mold them into who you want them to be, if you aren't interested in them and in what they're interested in. If all you do is nag and complain and criticize and correct. Now, this is what they're thinking in their head, okay? I'm not saying that's what you do, but that's what they hear when we remind them over and over to do things. And all we do is ever talk about their messy room or pick up the towel or put your dishes away or do this, do this, do this. They hear that and they hear nagging and that we are disappointed in them. So who can blame them for not feeling connected to someone who is so disconnected from them, right? There are many different facets of having a strong connection with your teen, but the three main ones are, number one, making sure that you support rather than threaten their autonomy. Number two, making sure that you are teaching them skills for adulthood rather than punishing them. And number three, making sure that you have more positive interactions with them than negative. So the reason this is short today is because yesterday the pipes froze and burst in our ceiling and water rained down through all the light fixtures in the kitchen. I mean, buckets upon buckets of water, every pot and pan available, every towel in the house. We had to turn all the water off in the house last night. And although it was a 
real experience to have a pioneer woman bath in a bucket this morning, I am decidedly not pioneer woman material. As my husband pointed out today, we would have never discovered Missouri had it been left up to me. And he's right. I would have said, you guys go ahead, have fun, write me when you get there. So anyway, I'm also not Miss Snooty Two-Shoes, so we're roughing it at the Red Roof Inn down the street tonight and having grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner. So here's what I want to tell you today. All right, starting at the end with number three, having more positive interactions than negative. I've talked to you before about the emotional bank account and looking for small ways to connect on a daily basis, and I'll probably get more into that in the next episode. And along those same lines... The other day when I was working on the newsletter, I was reading an article on Axis.org, a newsletter that they write. It's called the Culture Translator. I don't even remember what it was that I read, but it led me to their podcast called The One Conversation. And that's exactly what they were talking about on the episode I listened to. And I'm going to try to find it and I'll link to it in the show notes. But their concept is that Rather than having a big sit-down discussion with your kids about sex and another big sit-down about drugs and another big sit-down about social media, that you have one long, ongoing conversation about all of these things over the span of your life. And this is what everyone says. We don't need to sit down and talk with our kids ever and say, hey, we want to have a talk. I mean, that's a surefire way to shut their brains off right there. They won't make it past two or three sentences. So we always say, catch a break when you find one, have a quick talk in the car or on a walk or when something comes up in a movie, you know, something that sparks a conversation about something that can be very valuable to your kid and to your connection to teach them life skills in the moment or emotional awareness. And what they were saying in this podcast was that conversations that you want to have can also start by talking about something that interests them. So by talking to them about things that they are interested in, you buy credibility with them. You buy trust. They won't be so likely to say, okay, boomer, this is is a way to connect. Connect so you can gain influence with them at the right time when you need it. I've said before, you know, find out what their favorite YouTuber is and ask them to watch videos with them or find out who their favorite music artist is and do a deep dive on them and start a conversation about that or look up the latest news so you can drop something in passing. Get them to teach you how to play their favorite video game. These are conversations, they're activities, it's about connecting over something that they are interested in. That's all it is. We have to remember that just because we want to have conversations with our teens about important things or things that we think matter, they are not going to listen to the sales pitch without a little warm-up. You can't make a cold call with your teenager. You have to get to know them. Do a little entertaining. Get them to relax around you. Get them to buy something small first, maybe. And then you sell them the big, shiny luxury sedan. You don't walk right up and say, hey, let's take a test drive. And by the way, sign here on the dotted line, right? So think of connection as the warm up to the big sale. You've got to earn their trust. You do that by showing interest in their interests. 
And these guys said, if it's a big deal to your kids, it should be a big deal to you too. And this is so true. Rather than acting like the typical adult or parent and shaking your head and telling them you just don't get it, act like you get it. Fake it till you make it. And you may not actually ever make it. You may not ever love country music or magic tricks or football or Fortnite. But will it kill you to pretend a little? Didn't you pretend to eat play food when they were little? And didn't you pretend to wrestle with them or pretend to love playing Barbies or Thomas the Tank Engine or Ninja Turtles or Paw Patrol or whatever it was then? So why then are we so opposed to watching a weird cartoon show or dancing to K-pop or singing along to Taylor Swift? When we do these things, we buy ourselves time with our kids. We get closer to them, if just for a minute. They get to know us better, and we certainly get to know them. And you want to know how to connect, right? This is how you connect. Instead of watching the news or doing extra work from the office or folding clothes or whatever, show an interest in what they're doing right then. You can't possibly think that they're going to listen to you talk about something they don't want to talk about and that they're not interested in when you've never shown them that same courtesy. Time about is fair play. Get in there and get interested in the stuff despite your general distaste or lack of interest or enthusiasm. We're talking about your kid. You want them to talk to you. This is your way in. Now go learn some K-pop. That's it for today. I've got to go figure out what to do with about 40 sopping wet bath towels in the kitchen floor. And I'll be back next week. I hope you got something out of this episode. And if you did, please share it with someone who needs to be part of this community of people learning more about their teens and come join us in the Facebook group. The link is right there at the bottom in the episode description, right where you're listening. And I will see you next time. Remember a little change goes a long way.